Gossip Guys here, your one and only podcast delving into the scandalous lives of Manhattan's elite. And welcome to Season 1, Episode 7 of Gossip Guys Max. Country strong and heartstrings. That's right. We got, we're, we're getting musical with Meester. A little musical march. Meester music? Meester music. You know what? Are you doing your, are, are you doing your musical, uh... Oh, wow. yeah. Is that what you were doing? I'm doing, yeah, me and a couple of friends are doing, a, we're going to do a bracket. We're going to do a, a musical March Madness bracket because there's no more, there's no basketball. So Why do you think I went in on this? Why am I in on this? This is what, yeah, I love musicals. So what, what are you doing? Well, okay, so we, we need, we might need a fifth person to sort of be a, a, a tiebreaker. <laughs> so, tell me how it works. Tell me, talk to me. Tell, oh, well, so we, I went through, we're trying to do under the radar ones or at least not like, well, I mean, singing in the rain is like the greatest, but we're trying to—I I was trying to do ones I've never seen before. Um, and then I think it's like a mix. Like tonight, actually, we're kicking it off with "Pennies from Heaven" and "Little Shop of Horrors," a little Steve Martin matchup. Okay. okay. Um, and we're so we're we're doing ones that are available online and yes. or, or available for free either through a seven-day trial or um, like a, a random Roku channel or or if someone owns the movie. Oh, that just reminds me, I gotta cancel my IFC. I did an IFC seven day trial. <laughs> I like that we're getting our stuff out right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, we never record this and we should. So I think this is just. Oh, we should, re- people, we should record our. I want to know what we're up to, you know? Yeah, this is what we're up to. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll let you in on it. And I'll also, yeah. you know, maybe let the let, let uh, other people, you know, join in on Musical March Madness if, you, if, if anyone is interested. Because I think we need some music now. I think that's yeah, sort of. Yeah. That's why we went down the Meester music. Although my response to Meester music is that I still don't know if we've heard any. I one hundred percent agree with you. I think she is talented and has a great voice, but the album itself, the heartstrings, yeah, I just didn't feel it. I didn't feel. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't see her. I didn't hear her. That's I think that exactly is a lot of her music also. With like uh, her early stuff was you know during Gossip Girl uh, and it was very poppy. And oh I yeah, was just her... trying to cap- capitalize on it, you know. Yeah. Oh, I a hundred percent agree. Um, the yeah, I thought the sort of dance poppy singles were pretty terrible. Um, uh, yeah. But the the heartstrings, I thought was just sort of my, my the word I describe it as is product. It is definitely sort of over commercialized or over, I don't know. It's just so it's trying so hard to be, I guess like a Taylor Swift kind of a country pop thing that I just, it doesn't. Yeah. yeah, It doesn't. 
Oh, yeah, sorry, go. Ahead. No, you go no, for no, it. No, you go. <laughs> <laughs> go, finish. Okay, well, uh, yeah, so right now we're not, we're not, uh, a hundred percent in sync. We're, we're uh, you know, we're, we're recording remotely right now, yeah, guys. We're, yeah, we're remotely. This is quarantine life. This is this is it, guys. This is great. We might have edit this. this <laughs> but yes, please, Eddie, go ahead. We're on the same page. Okay. So what I was going to say is that I, it, it, yeah, it definitely just felt. Uh, Lily's review was that it was forced. I gave it to a friend who knows more about music than anyone I know, and he just said it. He, I was going to tell him to send us a review, and he's just like, "No, I don't really have anything to say. It's just fine." And and it's sort of – I agree exactly with what you said. Is like I don't – it doesn't sound like her or even maybe her voice. Like when we were talking about Penn Badgley, it was just like that's Penn. This is Penn and we're learning about Penn. Penn and this- knows exactly what he was doing and that's – it was perfect for Penn. This, she's – is she realized she's not poppy and she's not going to do that stuff and she's trying to break it down but it didn't get totally broken down and I think and I'm thinking to myself she has this country sound why doesn't she do country music and then I'm listening to the country strong before I started watching the movie and I, I'm listening and her, her voice is perfect for country and then I'm like why is that and then we're a really bad host because I never do this <laughs> from Texas. And, and she's it, what's, which is amazing because I feel like you almost learn a lot about late Layton and, and how much we don't know about her. I think that's how she is as a performer and especially as a singer. And I think that's why the music doesn't work in this album is that she keeps us from arm's length. I think there's something. Where, yes. Where is she? I where, think she's not telling us about herself. It's, she's not in the album and that's the problem. And, and and I think she's somewhat like that as a performer. And we were talking about how happy, how nice it was to see her being happy in Monte Carlo. And, yes. and, and, and I think that was sort of like, Ooh, this is late. I think there was like, that smile was genuine, you know, when she's, you know, on the Vespa and, you know, falling in love. I felt like that was, I learned more about her than I did on like almost six seasons of gossip girl. Um, of course, maybe that's, she's performing obviously, but it felt just more, it felt more in tune with herself. Right. And, and that Texas girl, of course, that's exactly what Monte Carlo is about. So, yeah. And it comes out in Monte Carlo and it comes out in country strong. And that's, I think where she should be excelling. And, and I think, I think her best song songs are the ones that are on country strong by far. Yes. Um, I think if you put her in like a little venue hotel cafe with her and a guitar, it'd be one of the greatest shows you ever saw. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, it'd be great. Like just, it'd be great. Like she is talented, but she's just not, she just hasn't had the material to work with. Um, I finished single parents, loved it. Okay. And, uh, there was something that bothered me. There was a scene where she's singing and it's made to her not to have a good voice. Yes. Which I didn't, I didn't like that. There are a ton of people out there who are talented and can sing who never got discovered, who aren't famous. There's no reason for her not to have a good voice. I, I actually remember that moment from watching the show, or I think I was working on it, and it, it did sort of rub me the wrong way too because I just I knew she had a music career, and it was like, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It was, like, it, it, was, it felt like her hiding another piece of herself from us. Um, a little bit or, or the show thinking like, Oh, she can't be good at this. Cause she's a, you know, a klutz mom, but yeah, but that doesn't, that's, that's, yeah, that's just a bad move. I didn't like that at all. 
Well, I think it'd be awesome if they let her, you know, sing some metal. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, and you know, yeah. from all these years of American Idol, there's a million talented people who just don't get the chance. And that's just, it's, there's no reason for her not to be able to sing on the show. Yeah, absolutely. And, and actually I, I was thinking when you were saying that like, you know, her in a cafe by herself, I was actually thinking a little her and Adam Brody do a little do du- duet. Ooh. Uh, they could sing Give In To Me, which maybe would be okay oh. since they're married. Uh, can we get that? Can we get that? Can we, can they do that on Instagram? That would we be... We have them do that on Instagram. Yeah. That would make me happy right now. Um, I mean, because I know they both sort of flirted with a, you know, they both flirted with a music career. And I think, not that she can't do it on her own, but, you know, I know Adam Brody is clearly a big part of her life because she brought him on Single Parents and they're married, so they seem happy. Yes. They're obviously a big for yes to this. I think it'll work out. We'll talk to them. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like they're genuine, which is good. And that's where you want the music to be. Um, Did you watch any... I watched the Heartstrings music video, and my my note was just, she feels more like a model than a singer. Yeah, I didn't understand what the music video was. It was just kind of like... Yeah, it's just... Again, it just wasn't her. Yeah, and and I even thought, yeah, the, the voice found, like, just incongruous to sort of... Maybe some of it is coming from where we come from because we like we feel like we want to know her. We feel like we do know her a little bit, having watched the show, having watched some of these movies. But I'm just like, this doesn't, this isn't her. It doesn't sound like her voice even. And 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 sometimes that's good. You can you know disguise it. But like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think we also feel that way because we did. We 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 know we heard country strong. You know, we heard those songs. So there is a part of her that knows she can do better than uh, what the material she's given. Yeah, but and, and I think, right. yeah, and I feel like she's a little bit of an enigma, and I feel like we kind of say that about a lot of the actors on Gossip Girl. Like Blake, Blake Lively, we're sort of wondering who she is. Is she just who she plays? Like, could, or does she have depth? And then we like, and, and we just don't really know where Serena ends and Blake Lively begins. And I think as we un, you know watch more and more, we're like, okay, she just needed to get away from it she need to give be given chances to do more than just be pretty and yeah and I, I uh i completely agree with you and i think that happens to a lot of actors especially young actors who start at a young age and you know they get bogged down with that one role and they can't get out of it and it's just that just happens but now there's so much more stuff and so much more outlets to put, you know, platforms to have content on. People are getting their chance to, to show what else they can do and not just be Serena. Right. And, yeah. and, and I think, well, especially since all of them were pretty much hired because they were attractive, right? Like, let's be honest. And that's really hard to sort of break, I, break free from. Yeah. I mean, I think you have to be attractive for you to be on TV. So I, it just happens that way. <laughs> Well, if you're going to be on the CW, maybe that's true. Um, yeah. Let's, let's, oh, speaking of the CW, oh, great segue. Oh, okay. You're going to go I pop culture corner? Katie Keene. <laughs> little pop culture corner. Yeah. Um, I love it. Katie Keene is great. Love Lucy Hale. I think she's incredible. I love the, the music that they mix into it. Um, the characters are great. The story is great. I love the New York setting. You know, it's about... Um, you know, four friends coming up in New York, you know, Katie Keene's a fashion designer. One of her roommate is a Broadway actor. And, uh, and it's, uh, it's a spinoff from Riverdale. So there is, so Josie is trying to do her music career. Uh, and it's, it's a great show. I do recommend it. Ah, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so it is on, it's in the CW network yeah, and it's, and it's I'm in the Riverdale that. universe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's in that universe. Yes. 
why why couldn't we just get a Josie show? Why does she have to be like moved from supporting character to supporting character? Are she in both shows still? I don't think no because I she yeah, they graduated high school. So uh, she left Riverdale because she wasn't going to have a music career in Riverdale. Uh, she know? went to the big city. Plus all the murder and stuff. I think she wanted to get out to like more murder and crime in New York. It's just more general there. Yeah, fair enough. So, less less yeah. niche. Yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Saying. Bigger bigger audience in New York, certainly, than Riverdale, wherever that yeah, is. Yeah, you know, it was tough when the Pussycats broke up, but Josie had to go her own way. Fair enough. Um, and, and, and we I think we want Layton to go her own way, and I think – we, I think single parents, we, we've said, is, is the best thing she's done. I mean, we, we said that having not seen her other stuff, really, but I think that probably will still stand. Um, but Country Strong, I, I don't think it's a great movie, but I yeah. do, it's better than I expected, again. Yeah, it was a fi- it's, again, another fine escapism film where, uh, you know, it's very formulaic. It has that Star is Born aspect. Yes, but I mean, it uh, Obviously, it came before this recent Star is Born, but obviously yes. fifty years after the first one. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, and I, you know, I thought I thought it was. I, this is the second time I've seen. It. I saw it when it came out um, early on uh, home home entertainment. <laughs> uh, I, it may have been it may have been a disc from Netflix. I don't remember. It's a long wow. time ago. This was what two thousand eleven. Uh, two thousand ten is when it came out, but I think it's sort of you would have been watching it two thousand eleven. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I remember listening to like country music and during the time and like um, Sarah Evans. This did a little bit stronger on her album, and that was also a hit. And uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. It's it's very it was you know you know it's a soap opera. It's very melodramatic. Um, you know, you've got the uh, the young star and Garrett Hedlund having the affair with the the rehab the re- rehabilitated star and. Uh, I love Tim McGraw. I think he should act more. I don't know why he's not acting more. He's a great he villain is. because I just yeah. like don't like him automatically, so it sort of works. Uh, what did Tim McGraw do to you? I don't know. I just don't like him. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have a reason. <laughs> what did Tim McGraw? He seems like a nice country guy. What did Tim McGraw do to you? I don't trust nice country guys. Maybe that's 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 a I come that's that's me. I'm bringing that to the table. I don't I don't know. Well, I, I just I think I think there there is some of it. It's just so. I think that the words that couldn't say. I feel like there's a lot unsaid in country music or or within the community. Um, and, and see, that's that's. I think you're wrong there because I think when you tell this this the country music songs or stories that's what the best part of it Ray Charles once said his favorite type of music was country because of the stories it tells. I mean, okay, so I think I think there's like two types of country, and it's sort of like the poppy, like sort of over commercialized popular country is not at least now. I don't know. I don't know. I'm t- I'm speaking of a place of ignorance, so yeah, I'm probably wrong. But I mean, I love sort of like Hank Williams and um, and uh, what's her, what's her name, uh, Patsy Cline. Like they're I don't even know them very well, but they're they do have these stories, and and they and and I mean Dolly Parton's great. Like I I. Yes, I, I I don't. I mean, I guess I don't want to discriminate against any type of music. Um, I just think sometimes it sort of goes to the baseline of like she thinks my tractor's sexy kind of stuff, which is which is a great song. It's just funny. I love Kenny Chesney, <laughs> but like 
but that's you know it's a very sort of stereotype very yeah, sort of yeah, simple there are thing some songs that are about his truck and his dog and his gun yeah sure and but there are songs about America and uh, family and and God and coming together and baseball and football yeah I guess instead of bullshit it's bull true as uh, Leighton Meester would say what a what a great line where's <laughs> um, Gary what happened to him Okay, so I wanted to talk about Garrett Headline because I thought he was great in this. He was like my he's favorite great. part. And he's that he is that Hank Williams and Burl Haggard, that guy you're talking about, you know? He just he's very good as That's sort of part, yeah. yeah, puppy dog, sort of kind of broody. I mean, there's a reason he played in Friday Night Lights, the original movie, the character that becomes Tim Riggins in the TV show. Like, that's who he is, I think. And and he sort of he seems like one of those people that's just had one of those just miss careers. Like he's been in a bunch of movies that just haven't hit. Like he was in Tron Legacy. He was in like. Uh, Did you I mean, see On the Road? Oh yeah, I haven't actually seen that. Is he good in that? He was great in it. The movie is whatever. It's okay. It's not great. It's not bad. It's it's very hard to do On the Road as a book, I guess. And I don't think anybody's going to do it right. But he actually played well. He you know plays that guy. That, you know, that really just all American, you know, just on his own and living off his wits. He plays that guy. And I mean, he was in Inside Lewin Davis as well. And and so he definitely has a music sort of bent. And, and this other Southern guy is definitely him. Like he was in Burden, which is I mean, it was out in theaters now. Um, I worked I worked on it. So I saw it. And it's like it has some problems as a movie. But like he he plays. Uh, a KKK member that sort of falls in love with someone who is is not okay with that, and it's about his sort of journey, but also being this guy who's just so internalized his pain and doesn't know how to talk at all, and he's really good at that, at just sort of being very simmering, full of rage, but like also kind of a sweetheart. Um, so that was, I mean, that's Garrett Headland, I think, but here here is more, he's more sweetheart, and I was definitely crushing on him. I was like watching it, like, all right, this guy. <laughs> He's great, yeah. I loved him. He's great. I want. Where is he? We need a. He needs a TV show. I think. I we need something. Um, but yeah, I, I I will say though, he you know he's he's he was getting mad at people for taking advantage of uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's character, whatever her name is, Alice Cantor, uh, Kelly Cantor, and yes. but you know he did too. You know he's working at the rehab and and you know having sex with her when she's in rehab and going through that, that's not necessarily like, he's not innocent in that scenario. He's not a good sponsor. No, let me ask you this. He wasn't Why? a sponsor though. That's, that's what he no. said. Remember, you know, you and me both know. Yeah. <laughs> no, not. Okay. Here's my question. Yeah. Why, why, why Gwyneth Paltrow? Why do we, well, I don't, I don't get the her. whole thing about her yet. I do watch her movies and she just seems all very generic yes. and they're never great movies. You know, Shakespeare in Love, good movie, but it's like you've got Country Strong and Bounce and Sliding Doors. These movies just aren't, but they keep coming. I don't know. Uh, Why? I don't, I think it's because she is that sort of blank slate, like, you know, pretty blonde girl, but there's not, I don't know. I, I, she is just goop to me now. Like I wrote down, it's impossible to watch her as an actress. Like she's not, she isn't like, she's no one besides her persona now. And that's because her actor, like she doesn't, I don't think she's very interesting as an actor. Like, I mean, Pepper Potts, like I can, I think I was like into Pepper Potts at the beginning, but sort of now when you watch it, it's just, it's just Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, and I, I totally forgot about that. 
And I mean, she's what not. What has she been doing for a decade? Oh, Pepper Potts. Forgot. Yeah. That's how, that's how generic she is. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I looked, I went on Goop today before our podcast because I was just curious. I'd never been on a. Did you purchase anything? What'd you purchase? Tell me. You can tell me. Nobody's if, listening. If I purchased something, I would have, I would have no money. I, I would be bankrupt. I would have to like sell everything that I oh, have. Are there any quarantine deals? Any no deals? No, no deals. Uh, no quarantine really? deals. But uh, basic sweaters, just like literally just a sort of a generic sweater like Gwyneth Paltrow <laughs> is $450, you know? Uh, it's like Kanye clothes, basically, but like I feel like way less cool, probably. Um, Who's buying this stuff? I don't understand how it stays in manufacturing. Who buys this? I think all it takes is one idiot, right? Um, yes. To like recoup the money. I don't know. There's a Goop Fella podcast, by the way. That's our competition. Okay. There's a, there's a because I mean there's obviously a like it's normally seen as a, f- a feminine brand or a feminine you know lifestyle but I, I went I, w- I was curious so I wanted to go on the, the male thing so I went through the male shopping which was a lot less a lot less stuff um, <laughs> but yeah there's only a few things that are G, uh, G brand or G label G label that's what it's called uh, the rest are sort of other you know nice brands from other things that I'd seen before um, but. But yeah, I, I I think she was sort of the weak the, the weak part of this movie. Like I thought, Leighton Meester and Hedlund were great as sort of the people on the come up, and she yeah. just sort of was like, I just don't think she has much of an inner life or or an inner struggle or inner pain. Paltrow just feels sort of fake to me. So like I don't I don't believe that she has all this sort of pain in her, and you know, and and I think the goop yeah. stuff adds to that. I, and I wrote down the word. I wrote down the word nepotism. Is that what it is? Is that really all it is? Is oh, wait, who's she the the daughter of? Uh, Bruce Peltro. Which Peltro? And then what's her name? From she was the mom on a oh on yeah Blith, Blith, Blythe Danner or whatever. Yes, that's it. Yes. Yeah, you're right. And and you know honestly, I I I think I that's love Blythe Danner. Yeah, I love Blythe Danner. She's great as Google's mom. Oh yeah, no Blythe Danner's great. Um, I think. I think you're right. I think that's sort of what got her in the door. And then we just sort of, I mean, there's a reason people keep hiring sort of, you know, well, beautiful people, but also sort of the plain ones, because it's easy to sort of project ourselves onto those people and put them in there as us. Yeah, exactly. Um, but for, I don't know, at least it didn't work for me on country strong. Like when I, I mean, when she read, when she sang country strong, I just was like, well, this, this is one of the the worst songs in the movie. Um, yeah, she was definitely the weakest link. Yeah. yeah. But coming home, I will say is still the best song. I think overall, I think that one is maybe not. I wish I actually sort of wish Layton, but I also, I want Garrett Hedlund to re, uh, to sing it or, I mean, probably Tim McGraw, you know, like, or, or Patsy Cline, you know, someone do you want to read the, I can read the lyrics if you want. They seem, yeah, please. well, I mean, yeah. to me, for me, I'm just like, well, we're all sort of home right now. So, but the idea of like sort of coming home, that's kind of, how we sort of are now as a country, maybe, maybe I'm, I'm making, I'm taking a leap here, but let's, let's see what, let's see what these lyrics say. Well, they say it's where the heart is. And I guess the hardest part is when your heart is broken and you're lost out in the great wide open, looking for a map for finding your way back to where you belong. Oh, well, that's where I belong home. The world tried to break me. I found a road to take me. Home. There ain't nothing but a blue sky now. After all of my running, I'm finally coming home. So, 
I mean, we're sort of all forced to be home or wherever we are at, at this point in time. Um, I feel like a lot of people really sort of don't have a map or don't really know what we're sort of trying to come back to. And it's also like home is where the heart is, but also you can't come back home too. You know, it's sort of, yeah, you can't go home again. Yeah. You Uh, can't. It's just, it's, and I, we all try. You can't. And I think that's what I keep hearing from people. Some, some, like I'm talking to my parents and, and, and it feels like, and a lot of people here, I think it's part of a denial about what's happening here, but I think a lot of people just sort of, I don't, they want to go back to normal already. And it's like, I don't think we can come back to normal. It's not going to be no, normal. There is no, 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 no. We hit reset and it's, it's forever changed. It, it, it will be somewhat normal again to us. We'll be able to do the things we did before and live the way we did before, but it will never be the same. Just like after 9-11, it's not the same. And I just hope we sort of learn some different lessons or, or, or sort of uh, figure, figure, yeah, figure something out. But yeah, I, I, it, 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 it's, it's sort of, it's easy to be scared by that, but it's also an opportunity. Um, and, uh, but yeah, it's, I, gr- it's growth. It's yeah. just, it's, it, and it's scary and it, it has, it's just, it's, it's, it just is. And every now and then you hit the reset button, which I think we need. Maybe it, and hopefully we do come out better. And I think that's the, the reason for it. We need to come out better. So if we don't, then it's all for nothing. Well, so I was going to ask you, I had a couple prompts for you. And, and, well, and so with the sort of the overriding theme of the movie is, well, what she said, what Cantor says is love is the most important thing. And I agree with that, but it's sort of hard to sort of, well, the world makes it hard to live like that is true. Um, certainly. Um, and also like, what does that mean exactly? But I was just going to act, ask you, a, do you like, do you, do you agree with her? Do you think that love and fame can't exist in the same place? I know we've talked about, that's a gossip girl question. It feels like we could just be talking about season four. I think we probably have love and fame exist in the same place. No, not at all. I think, I think, I think you can't sort of look for both at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Like you can't get famous or you can't try to get famous like Leighton Meester is and also try to fall in love. Right. Um, like at the end of that movie, well, that's, 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 that's a, that's a different, that's, I think that's a different question. Uh, you, you, that question is, can you focus on yourself and build an empire and a brand while you're trying to also build a relationship? That's a different question. And no, I don't, I think it's very hard and I don't think you really can. It's very tough because until you are settled, you are going to keep moving and it's very hard to have someone move with you. I'm not saying, I'm saying figuratively, but, and that's just the thing. It's just two people are different. And especially when you're constantly trying to get somewhere else in your career. Yeah. Well, I think it's very hard to keep someone along with that. I think it's, yeah, I think it's sort of the idea that if you, if you are so steadfast on career goals or in this case, fame is what we're calling the, the idea of fame is sort of a success or fame is what you want. That idea just does not fit jive with love. Um, and I mean, fame is one of the bigger problems I think that we face the sort of addiction to it. Um, I don't, I don't, I think in fame, I think it's just, it's just in, it's a different, that's a different monster fame. I think, uh, 
you know, just working, even if you're just, you're just working to be like, you know, an, uh, just an architect and you want to be, you know, build buildings, you have to just constantly be working on your craft and what you're doing. You always have to be working. So it's very hard to keep working and then always work on a relationship. Right. So, but fame and love because fame is fake love. Yeah. So it's very hard to see that. And it's not, it's a fit. Money isn't the problem. It's the fame is the problem. You know, because when you can get anything you want when you're famous and when you're not famous, it all stops. And that's the problem. Maybe. Um, and well, I think, but I think it's the things people do for money are also the, the problem or, or sort of that. Oh, no, no one's ever gotten to the top of that paint price. <laughs> <laughs> If you, if you, uh, this is all Katie Keene. That's what it's all about. She's the same thing happened to her. Her and her boyfriend, you know, are having uh, relationship troubles because they're both on different paths. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and that's and that's what you learn. You know, if the journeys don't sort of jibe, then you're sort of destined to fail, like destined to break up, obviously, or, or just be miserable yeah. because you're not you don't have the same priorities or same thing. I mean, we you do see a lot of sort of celebrity couples or, you know, people that are famous. Uh, because I, here's the thing. It's, it's fame is when it's tough when everyone's loving you and then you come home and it may be just one person or it's, you're just not happy at home and it's tough. It's tough to lose that fake love. So you better hope you are a grounded person. You already have that love. That's true. And don't and and don't let fame ruin you because you'll lose that love. Yeah, I think that's that's well said, and I think that's I mean that definitely is doubly true for like ch- uh, child actors because they if they don't have love in there, you know, as a as a prerequisite before getting famous, it's really really hard to come back <laughs> to to not. I mean, they don't even really know they never really knew who they were in this first place. Whereas like an adult at least yeah. might have known. Um, and might, might is the, uh, right. And I guess, I mean, we're all trying to find out who we are and that's sort of a lifelong journey. Uh, you know, we're all coming home, you know, and what is that home? It's sort of that North star that might not actually be the, the North star we think it is. Um, yeah. Coming home is just, it's, you want to just have that place to feel safe. Yeah. Because outside is scary as we can see. It, it is, so but be, so I, I hope you're all in good homes right now. I, I, yeah, I hope. And, and if you, uh, I hope that, you know, Aaron and I are sort of providing a, a second home. And I think that's what we all sort of need to, the more, that's what art is, right. It, you know, connecting it, when you, when you see yourself and other people, when you see something like, Oh, or, or if you see something you've never thought of before, but it excites you, it's a, like, it, it opens doors to a new home, you know, it opens doors to new roads, you know, it's sort of a map to, to other people that are thinking thoughts that like you or provoking things that you've never even thought of before, but sort of excite you or scare you. And, and that's, I mean, I think that's why Aaron and I are, and that's good. are here. Yeah. Um, that's good. Everything should scare you just a little bit. Um, well, so I was going to ask, um, how many yeah, smiles, how many smiles do you have, Aaron? Do you have seven smiles? No, I don't. I don't. Just Did, like what do you think of that? I thought that was great. I was 
I don't know if they were that different, but I like, I don't know. I just love the sort of like, you know, it's kind of like Zoolander or just like the idea that there's always, you know, it's product. And that was sort of Leighton Meester definitely being like, look at me. I've already, I already have seven ways to manipulate people. And that's when you know she's a star, right? Like the fame part is going to come easy because she's been doing it her whole life. Well, yeah, she's putting on an act and that's what you're performing. You know, you are a character when you're on stage. And yeah, but the character only works when parts of you are there. Right. When we believe it. Yes. And if they're not there, we don't believe it. So we, we believe Headland, we believe Meester, we don't believe Paltrow. And that's sort of why Country Strong is more country weak. Not strong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Not yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah. Unstrong. Yeah. Um, and less strong than it, sh- it could have been. Because, uh, yeah, I think the ingredients are here for it like, to be. I mean, I, I really like Nashville for a couple of seasons, and it definitely has yeah, that. Yeah, it was, it was very Nashville. I think this was right before Nashville started. So there was very, like, this whole, like, country thing in that time. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's very uh, melodramatic. Um, it would have been a great like lifetime movie. I mean, and it's it's not a bad movie as it is. Um, and I think it was. It, I'm really glad we saw it to give a little bit more insight to to Meester and and sort of that. I think it's kind of an open question about her music career, and I feel like there is that space, like. I think just like Penn Badgley and I, and I think everyone else in this cast, there's more to these people, more to these performers and we're, they all sort of feel like unfinished novels kind of. And I mean, of course they're young still, but uh, you know, it, it, like we're talking about Garrett Hedlund, he fits in the same category of like, Oh man, it's just like, he's sort of just missing or he's not in the right thing yet. And I, while I really like single parents, I feel like we still, we haven't gotten the you you know, I think that was sort of yeah. for me, for for me, and I think you as well. That was just like, oh, okay, Penn Badgley, this like found his sort of thing, and and the rest sort of kind of follows now. But um, and I think Blake Lively is still trying to find her thing, and certainly Chase Crawford. We we don't really even know, um, but I think the boys I think might offer some answers. So I'm excited to go into that. Um, but yeah, I. Uh, Let's see. I think, I think, I mean, I think we're good. I, do you have any, do you have any lasting thoughts yeah. or any, any, um, no, I, you know, I, I, listen, if there, if one good thing might come out of it, maybe we do get, she does get her chance to, to do what she's supposed to do. Cause maybe single parents doesn't come back, you know, low ratings. They didn't finish the season. Who knows? And maybe she gets that chance to do what she's always supposed to be doing. Who, who knows? Or maybe, yeah. Well, I, 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 my thought is that I think most of the shows that are sort of existing now will, will come back yeah. because it's, it's, they don't have time to develop anything. Although theoretically you could be developing now, but I, I feel like people can't develop without like going but into the maybe, office. Maybe she's home with Adam and they're making music. Right. Yeah. Or babies. Cause there's gonna be a lot of babies, a lot of, uh, Coronavirus, coronials, uh, cor- cor- corona babies. Yeah, coronials is what. COVID babies. Yeah, um, and which is not generation nineteen. Right. Oh God, yeah. Uh, I feel like <laughs> I feel like that's not the lesson to take from this. <laughs> For me, it made it even scarier the prospect of having kids. Um, so because the world doesn't seem ready for more people. Um, 
in, in, a, in a way, it almost feels like this disease is sort of nature in the world's way of like, well, overpopulation is a problem. Um, you know, the, the world is shrinking. We need more space. And I know that's an oversimplification and maybe even sort of offensive, but it feels sort yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, I, I hear you. Yeah, well, I just, I mean, I well, it, it, all these things are happening because animals are being flushed out of their habitats. That's why. And it's because we have so many people. Um, so, but I mean, I don't know. That's another lesson. Hopefully we can figure it out. Um, and, and you and I are going to keep figuring out the gossip girl sort of cast here and, and figure out ways to connect with people out there. I think that's our sort of one of our many goals for this. Uh, what's next for us? What's well, shit. I don't know. Um, I, I think, I think we're going to have to say stay tuned. I think, uh, I, I mean, we have many, that, that's an off mic question, Aaron. <laughs> although, although it did say never hide anything from your fans. Right. And so that's what we're, yes. that's, that's, that's a good lesson. And, uh, you know the. So yeah, that's fine. We're not sure. We have. I, I think uh, the next guy is maybe Trace Coffer. Who knows? But I think we well, saw a little. Yeah. Is there more Meester? We have more some Meester? more Meester. We definitely have the roommate uh, coming up, and oh, I yes, think I think the yes. roommate has a lot. There's a lot of things. Like I'm, I've been terrified by the prospect of like if this was three years ago, and I was sort of not living with Lily, and I was living with a roommate, and then that idea of like trying to, you can't really social distance or like if, even if I'm being perfect as a social distance person, if my roommate's not, you know, it doesn't really matter. It's sort of opening you up. And it's also just sort of like, you're not with family. You're not with, I don't know. I'm also, if I was in like a different stage where I like, I wasn't, you know, engaged with Lily and knew she was my forever person. Now I'm like, well, do I hang out with this person and the virus or am I putting pause on this relationship? There's so many people like that right now. Um, and that's, to me fascinating and sort of scary. And I don't know, I, I know I haven't seen the roommate you have, but I feel like it, it'll at least attach some of those fears that I'm having about that scenario. Um, uh, of right now, maybe it's too soon. Maybe we're not ready for a horror movie about roommates. <laughs> All right, Andy, Andy, no, just take a deep breath. I hear you. Okay. Um, you're not in this situation, so you're going to be okay. So you don't really, I know you want to worry about everybody. I know you want to help everybody, but you're okay. So you don't, it's okay. No, I, I, I know. I, I, I feel very fortunate. Um, but I'm, I'm not going to be able to shut off the, uh, the worry. Um, okay. but uh, yeah, I, I mean, but I think watching movies like you is sort of some of the, one of the ways that I deal with it or, or yeah, I, it's comforting. Yeah. Or I sort of learn from it while, while it's not like, you know, nonfiction, obviously it's, you know, there's a lot of leaps being made. There's, you can still learn I from think, the, I think we yeah. definitely learned a tiny bit more here than uh, Monte Carlo. I think so. Um, yeah. but I, I think, I think we also learned that there's a place for Monte Carlo right now. And there was, uh, I think maybe more of a place for Monte Carlo than country strong in terms of like a movie that I would want to watch right now. But I, I think, it's sort of like, I don't know, I'm fine. I have it. I find it fun to sort of watch these like random movies that sort of picking the, the picture is becoming slightly more clear on these, on these performers. Um, maybe we should have done this while the show was, while we were still doing the show. <laughs> uh, but then we wouldn't be to the max and now we're to the max. Yeah, exactly. We, we were, we were just, we were just straight gossip guys before. And now, now we're trying to, we're climbing that mountain, you know, we're going, we're going to the max, it's whatever like, that means. Like Miley Cyrus, it's a climb. It's, it's like Miley Cyrus. It's a coin. <laughs> Perfect. Um, 
couldn't couldn't say it better. Um, I think on that note, <laughs> yeah, on that note, XOXO. Well, actually, before that, before that, yes, we haven't been saying Country Strong is on Netflix. Everyone, I know it it's way late. Watch it. It's way late to say that on this podcast. We're be, we're being and bad the, podcasters. The soundtrack is on uh, Apple Music and uh, Spotify. Listen to it. It's not bad. And uh, and 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 we are at uh, Aaron's at the worst. That's the W R S S T, and Andy is at Wandering Green. And I was wandering. I know Aaron's always wondering where I'm at, but I'm wandering <laughs> green. Uh, and that's with an E at the end. That's on Twitter and Instagram as well. And we are at Gossip Guys Pod on Twitter, Instagram. And I mean, you can probably find us on Facebook. Uh, we're you know we're not very active there. Yeah. We'll be honest. <laughs> Uh, I did a post today. I did. I did, a little, I did the retweet for Monte Carlo. Oh well, there you on, go. Thank uh, you. On Facebook. Um, and uh, and yeah, you can email I got us. Time to do Facebook now. <laughs> yeah, it's the yeah. We have we have time for all sorts of things. You know, I had, I had a friend who said he's going to start whittling, and I'm like, that's awesome. That's what we should be doing if we can. If we're if we're in a space where we're allowed to do it. Um, and uh, yeah, we're email us at gossipguyspodcast at gmail if you have any sort of subscribe rate us. Yeah, give us reviews. Uh, I, I remember I read one review. I did the I did the thing. I read fan. I, I read uh, hate mail, and it was like, oh no. Uh, we had a, we had a really tough review that was just like hating on our first episode, and I think I probably would have hated on our first episode too. So I feel like people out there, I hope they, you know, jump to season three. I think that's when we sort of get, get it. Oh, season three was great. Because <laughs> um, I mean, we're we're learning. You know, everyone's learning. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we hit our we hit our stride in season three. Yeah, and we don't and we don't have producers that tell us what to say. We're, we're, we we have to police ourselves. <laughs> yeah, for better. Have you met me? That's tough. That's tough to do. Yeah, and, and we don't want to police what we say, but you know, we also want to be. <laughs> well, I don't know. We're learning. If Andy wasn't around, the things I would say. <laughs> oh God. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well. Until next time, whatever, if that's the roommate, if it's a simple favor, or if it's the boys, or if it's... Did you just hint at a little Serena, a, a, a season of Serena dropping? Is that what you hinted at? I, I, wow. We might have. I mean, you can never you can never tell when Serena might arrive. You can't project I mean, that. If, if that. If that boat docks for Santorini, I don't know if I want her to come off right now. Right, exactly. Yeah, I, but that's exactly when she comes, when you don't want her. When, when everything, when everything, when you thought, well, I don't know. Right now, there's not really anything, like, <laughs> stable. But like, still, you don't want her coming through that door uh, because well, we'll you won't be able to kick her out, and that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, you can't say no to Serena. Who can? <laughs> Six seasons, no one could, and <laughs> the show would have been better off if they if someone had. <laughs> There'd be no show. There'd be no show. There. I mean, yeah. Fair enough. All right, guys. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Uh, XOXO. Gossip, Gossip guys. Got a little bit stronger